Hello again, it's Pastor Dan with this week's Midweek Encouragement for June 1st, 2022. Our scripture reading is James chapter 1, verses 19 to 20. Know this, my beloved brothers, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. I recently read a blog by Kerry Newhoff wherein he cited clinical psychologist and best-selling author Henry Cloud, who points out in his book, Necessary Endings, that there are essentially three kinds of people in life and leadership, wise people, foolish people, evil people. Honest consideration causes pain when we dare to think that anyone we know is evil or foolish. But when you measure his or her output, or the fruit that his or her words and deeds bears, it, and it reveals an absence of wisdom, what is left? If wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, then it is a relative thing. Some people are just wiser than others. But the absence of wisdom usually always results in foolishness and evil. Foolishness and evil exist wherever people congregate for the sake of a shared affinity, like sports, music, food, art, hobbies, or even religion. You will always encounter outspoken, dominant persons whose demeanor oppresses others, especially those who just want to enjoy the topic and, frankly, just fear confrontation. Passive participants quietly endure bullying, highly opinionated remarks and displays of arrogance as long as it doesn't become too frequent and overwhelming. When it does, passive persons usually just quit the group or the venue altogether rather than attempt to guide their oppressor toward a better way. And so stiff-necked, hard-hearted bullies only get worse. They become so accustomed to this pattern that they take it as approval and praise and then instinctively dislike those whose confidence and poise might pose a threat to their delusion of superiority. Bullies often preemptively attack the potential opponent with subtle insults, blatant criticisms, and passive-aggressive character assaults. Church bullies are often participants in circles from the larger community whose members share common roots in vanity and social status that often date back to primary and high school cliques. Sometimes bullies emerge in church because they feel powerless or disrespected in every other area of their lives. So they desperately cling to a perceived authority and respect in the local church. It is a lifeline for a self-loathing that teeters on the brink of despair. The need is so significant that it is better to subvert the greater good and even commit character assassination for the sake of preserving the illusion of social superiority. Inner brokenness and desperate need drives bullies and it is a matter of life and death to their spirit. Many local churches suffer and divide because of this sort of person and the lack of godly leadership. Imagine an entire denomination held hostage by such a person or such persons. Consider the book of Numbers, chapter 16, wherein Korah and Dathan, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council, opposed Moses and Aaron. It was the quintessential example of the sort of bullying referred to here. Unfortunately, it ended in bringing destruction to the two men's clans and great suffering for the people of God. The men and their passive followers 
might have been correct in their criticisms and could have been essential to God's plans, but their attitudes, methods, and ill temper were their undoing. No wonder Jesus said, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, Jesus said. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This from Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 to 5. And so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. James admonished, be quick to hear. How often have you witnessed discord, outrage, and character assassination after a few unfounded remarks led to a few more and then aroused ire? How would it have been different if someone had the tenacity to question assumptions and calmly investigate for the sake of truth? What would be different if one was slow to speak and slower still to become angry? Remember, the most vi- remember that most violence, if only violent speech, stems from fear. And any word or deed that inflicts pain on another person without warrant constitutes violence. Bullies are usually afraid, and they lash out as if they were a cornered animal. Sometimes the bully reacts violently to indirect threats, perhaps after witnessing assertive leadership in another situation that suggests such authority would be eventually directed against them. Therefore, listen to the words you hear. Watch the eyes, face, and extremities of the one who provokes undermining criticism and anger. What are their motives, and what do they fear? Are their eyes bright, but not with laughter? Does their smile look like a strained effort to hold back rage or pain? Are hands and feet active, but not from joy? Familiar expressions become masks developed over time to hold back powerful emotions. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. If you are passive, pray for the courage to help end oppression and chaos, since the Lord despises both. Realize that such unrighteousness does not honor the Lord. Unrighteousness, in this case, is a matter of pretentiousness. We witness it, we witness in one who seems to be determined to honor God, but who is actually serving God's enemy. Such people act for the sake of their vain pursuit of reputation and self-serving affection. As we strive for independence from the denominational leaders who want us gone, but not without punitive actions and satisfaction of winning, we must remember that sort of people, what sort of people we're dealing with. Their insecurity and vanity make their flesh insatiable. They are friends of chaos and oppression and its author. There's a well-known quote that says, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. While its originator is contested, the saying's truth rings clear. We must resist oppression 
A Christian must not assume passivity honors Christ. Nonviolent, assertive, peacemaking leadership that is guided by the Holy Spirit brings order to the chaos and liberty to the oppressed. Thank you.